reveal the truth. I'm gonna make him an offer again. Yeah, man, it really tied the room together. Don't judge me, Rocky. You're a wizard, Harry. Why so serious? Here's Johnny! Welcome to episode 8. We are the Lords of Film. I am your host, Justin Shalen. We have Tom Harper, Batman Baselab. Hello. We have the Looting Cow, formerly known as the Mr. Toodles. Greetings. So tonight's episode, we are going to do some trailer talk because apparently it was like sweeps week in trailer world. Like six or seven. like Five major, of them. Well, that we're going to talk about yeah. tonight at least. But yeah, there was more. I feel like they're just trying to get everything out there so that when people go to the theater to see Star Wars, they can see all these trailers. Well, Hollywood like kind of really shuts down like from Christmas to um, Sundance, so we won't hear like anything for a good like month and a half, like movie wise. So like it really is sweeps week for uh, movie trailers and trade news. So tonight we're gonna do like. The trailer talk that we kind of do, just not on the level of Shailen on Batman. Then we're gonna do. Uh, Kyle's gonna take it. The rest of the rest of this episode with Star Wars talk, because he is the resident Star Wars uh, Jedi Master. Uh, so let's. But before, I guess what we should say is before we do uh, our trailer talk, the trailers we're gonna be talking about tonight: uh, X Men Apocalypse. Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yes. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Independence Day Resurgent. Star Trek! Beyond Holy Crap, that was a big mm-hmm. pot of dog crap. I was trying to make it sound better than this. Sorry. You can't. You, you just spoiled the trailer. Oh, damn. And the last one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The second Teenage Mutant Second one, yeah. Um. So, if you, want, if you want to line up YouTube to those... Is that five trailers? There's five trailers here, and they're in the description of this podcast. You will find a link to a playlist. It's the same playlist we're using, so how convenient. Would you look so, at that? So go to the Internet Highway. Yep, Internet Highway. It's where it's at. Okay. Take, take a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Download a car. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh... From the Internet Highway, you will get to YouTube or whatever you want to use. Probably YouTube. They're on Vimeo. Vimeo. <laughs> Nobody uses that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can, I watch, like, they have, like, every Christmas thing ever. Like, Garfield's Christmas, Charlie Brown's Christmas, That's a Wonderful Life on Vimeo. Not on YouTube. That's going to be taken down next week after people listen to this episode. <laughs> you just ruined it. Go to li- watch that. Way I'm to watch- ruin Christmas, Grinch. Yeah. We just, like, tripled Vimeo's viewer base. Right. <laughs> Well, I seriously was looking for Garfield's Christmas. I can't find it anymore. Not on Amazon anywhere. They had it. I'll tell you where to find it later, man. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, if you're going to be stubborn, not get to our playlist. Uh, the order we're going in, X-Men Apocalypse, Fantastic Beasts, Independence Day, Star Trek, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we're going we're gonna to do like a recap, like our favorite, least favorite, what we liked about the trailers. I think the way we're going to do this one is, correct me if I'm wrong, 
We're going to watch the whole trailer, and then if there's something we really need to talk about about it, we can go back to the scene that yeah, we, we were talking about. And then, like, in between each trailer, we can talk about what we like. Right, correct, yep. correct. So, All right. So, so yeah, start... it'll be an easy follow-along, yeah. guys. It's not going to be as in-depth or anything. We're not going to, like, rewatch the trailer Star five Wars, times. Star Wars takes precedence this week for yeah. the film. What are we at, like, 36 hours? Uh, Kind of depends who you are. But I'm seeing it Thursday at 10. Yeah, it opens a Thursday for pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, yeah. so. Absolute Zero. Hit Absolute up X Men Apocalypse trailer. Absolute Zero. We're on the official 20th Century Fox video, and I'm gonna hit play in 3, 2, 1, click. This is free to the public, so if you can hear it, good for you. <laughs> I thought the I thought the flashes were interesting because it kind of gives that history of apocalypse. But I don't like the scene between Jean and Xavier about her dream and everything. I don't know. There's a weird thing that I just don't like about it. And then Lord's music. Like, was he just sitting by her bedside the whole yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not like his voice. I'm sorry. No? That's the only issue. I, I don't have any complaints about it. He sounds like he could be a menacing villain of some sort. I just I just remember the more mechanical, robotic voice that you got from the animated series. Yeah, but I'm okay with them trying to get away from the whole he's a machine kind of aspect. He, he's a human-ish kind of character this time. Well, per- he's like bluish purple, but still. Ivan Ooze? <laughs> it's a popular theme. He looks good. He does look good. That's pretty cool look. He kind of like has the apocalypse look from the comics. I'm sick of this reoccurring music in every single trailer, though. Inception. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Stop it! <laughs> Just stop it! <laughs> the Bible got it from him. It's pretty crazy. That's I do like that. That's. So they infiltrate the X Man. I wonder if he's gonna die. Apocalypse? <laughs> no, nope, no, Charles like, Xavier. I like the idea of Apocalypse. It was a joke. Infiltrating, like the X Men. X Men, yeah. And then uh, who's getting punched right here? Is that is that, that Quicksilver? I don't think so. I didn't get a good look at it though. Okay, we're gonna stop for that one scene. One when this is over with, right there. Okay, look at his eyes. Yeah, he gets really dilated. Power surging through me. It's got to be Apocalypse power. Yeah. Apocalypse can control people, so it okay, would make sense. Yeah, but here's why I think that. Because he went bald? <laughs> he went bald. <laughs> Chemotherapy. Okay, so go back to where I told, like, it's like all those, it's like weird clouds. Where the bridge was. Yeah, right before the bridge. Where there's like the flying things. Yeah, right there. Okay, so what, we before that? Nope, a little bit further back. There? Yeah, right there. Okay, so if you know anything about this right there. Alright, so we're at one fifty nine. Okay, perfect. So if you have watched the X Men films since Brian Singer's first one from two thousand, this is inside Cerebral. Cerebral, yeah. So my guess is this will be the first mutant in this franchise that actually goes through Cerebro. And 
because Magneto kind of controls other people through Cerebro, but here's the first mutant to actually... What about... What's his face, his son? I mean, he kind of does, but he... He, he kind of got in he it. Kinda, he's the one who's making Xavier, like, go I after. understand, but, like, he was in his head, though. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't I know. Guess, okay, I like, see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sw- sorry. Seeing Apocalypse inside Cerebro, yeah. searching for all these mutants, is crazy. But at the same... Like, I don't know. Like, I... A lot of people are on, on Twitter and Facebook saying they were underwhelmed. Like, it was a teaser trailer. Like... You're supposed to just get a Whoops. taste of what this movie's about, and I found it did its job. Yeah, you, you get you get like a sense of the stakes and yeah. like what kind of threat they're going to be facing. Kind Absolutely. of how he looks like, and I thought it really yeah. did a really good job. Like, was it as powerful as the Days of Future Past? No, but you had old Xavier with Patrick Stewart, young Xavier with James McAvoy. This just seems more in line with. Uh, First class, where it's the kind of the younger guys, but they're in their element at this point. I really enjoyed the trailer. Like I watched it probably like ten or fifteen times. Uh, this is a lot of people give me crap for hating on Marvel, but this is my favorite Marvel. This is like my number two favorite comic book is X Men, and Brian Singer is banging a thousand when it comes to this franchise. So I'm really excited for it. Uh, Few things that I disliked about it. I didn't like his voice. Um, and the overall look of Nightcrawler, who's really like emo looking. Didn't care for that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a teenager though. He's a teen though. Yeah, yeah, but I get that. But if this is 80s, like, go watch the Goldbergs. They have like a pretty, like, straight up 80s vibe look to it. And I never got an emo 80s look from any being an 80s kid. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, what'd you guys think of it so far? Uh, I personally enjoyed it quite a lot. I don't really understand a lot of the flack that the trailer's getting. A lot of people are saying that it was really underwhelming, like you said. Or just, like, it doesn't, like, enhance the series at all. It feels like they're just, like, kind of backpedaling or, like, removing some of the continuity from the timeline. I'm like, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, can't you guys just, like, sit back and enjoy a movie for once? Like... Thanks, no. Like, no. We, we get it. The timeline in X-Men is all movies. fucked up because of Days of Future Past. We get it. No. I really didn't, like, I was watching uh, Collider Heroes when they were talking about it with Max Landis. He's like, why do they do this? Like, there's no point at even having that scene at the end of Days of Future Past because if they're going back in time. Who, what does it matter? It's, like, it's a continuation of that part of the story. Like, didn't, didn't Brian Singer pretty much say, like, the older X Men, like they're done for. Like I don't even think Hugh Jackman's in this film. Like I heard the rumor that I he was I, I heard he is in the movie, but it's more like a cameo. like a cameo, like it was in a what was that movie? We made a small. It was for Earth Class where he just made that one cameo. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be something like that. Uh, I'm just I'm really excited for this. I think Brian Singer is a fantastic filmmaker. I really like to see what he could do with a DC property, but this is his. Just let him keep making these movies. And, like, a weird thing, I think we talked about last episode of this, is he's directing, like, the next X-Men film where I thought he was done after this one, so... Yeah, I I don't really know what he's going to be doing after this. It's still kind of up in the air. Tom, your thoughts? Um, I liked it. It was was good. I I mean, I'm not, like, a huge X-Men fan outside of... 
the movies that I've seen. I've liked pretty much all of them for the most I part, love the though. And the animated series of the nineties, like yeah, 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 I like the animated series. That was cool. I'd like to see like the man. I'm not like like I said, I'm not a huge X Men fan, but like the big robot things, like I'd love to see that in a film. Oh, the Sentinels. Yeah, the big Sentinels and stuff. I'd love they to were, see they that. They were in the last one, but to me, those weren't like the best representation of Sentinels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, those yeah, were supposed no, to be like. Early prototype Sentinels in a way. Sorry. I like the I like the early prototype look of it, but when it got into the future, oh, yeah, um, yeah. it was just like yeah. these weird shiny Robocop looking. Yeah, they could have been handled a little bit better, but they didn't really distract from the overall no, quality no, no. of the film. The, the, I don't like. I don't want a lot of people bitching playing about like, they're not like the costumes from the comic books. The only only thing that I bitch about is I just want to see one time Hugh Jackman in like the classic. He's got that mask and everything like. He can do brown or orange. I mean, brown or yellow. If he's not in that costume by the time he retires from Wolverine, they have failed. Yes. They have they, messed up somewhere. So I really want to see that happen. Please, Marvel, do that. But yeah, like, this is my favorite kind of, like, um, my favorite Marvel. Could you just imagine if, like, the MCU had this and how messed up this whole, how they would screw this whole series up? If oh, they, my God, no. Because you, you can't make X-Men, like, funny. They wouldn't do anything like Apocalypse if that was the case. Yeah, they would find... Like, they can't do a movie with, like, a good villain. They'd make them fake Apocalypse. <laughs> like, fake Mandarin. Someone that's pretending to be Apocalypse. But he's not really Apocalypse. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist for the sake of plot twists. <laughs> and it'll be shot in, like, Christmas time. Yeah, because I, why not? <laughs> but I just... I, I was having a conversation with, a, like, a co-worker last week about it. Who's bitching about uh, how he's over like Zack Snyder with his dark stuff? He's like, have you watched any like the recent X Men movies? Like those are pretty dark stuff. He's like, but Zack Snyder just got. I was like, could you? I was I, I made the point. I was like, could you just imagine if the MCU handled X Men? He'd be like, yeah, it'd be awesome. He's like, no, it wouldn't. They play that stuff kind of like tongue in cheek and for laughs. X Men is like very serious and very high stakes. At, like. Have you guys ever read a comic book? <laughs> you you could not have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in the MCU. Oh no 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 no! It would not work. No, everything, everything would just be played for really jokey. Unless you made it like you can't have Wolverine similar. cutting limbs off or doing any cool stuff like that. He cuts like he cuts. Does he cut someone's head off at one point? He's sliced off multiple. Limbs. Yeah, he's pretty ruthless. Um, are we done with this trailer? Um, on to... I would say we're done with this trailer. On to the next one. Alright, oh, so we're on Fantastic to Beasts. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Now, for those who are not aware of what Fantastic Beasts and where to find them is, it's like a, a spin-off of the Harry Potter franchise. But you explained it better earlier where it was like, it's like yeah, an like encyclopedia. The original Fantastic Beasts and where to find well, them book was a... not a novel. It was not a story. It was like an encyclopedia well, which was created with J.K. Rowling's help, the, like the explain n- every mystic, magical creature in the Harry Potter universe, and there would be like a little bio, like but a little picture. Scamander, Scamander, I can't pronounce his name. He's he kind of goes off and like explains. He's like the the keeper of like the beast or something. That's how it's kind of explained. It was to something me. like that, yeah. In the book, yeah. So, like, that's just kind of what this is for those who don't understand. So, like, nice. if you love Harry Potter, this is going to be, like, a spin-off of that that takes place in a different location with different characters. But it's going to be more of the magical world that you loved. It's written by J.K. Rowling. Right. And directed by the 
by David Yates, who directed the last three or four Harry, Harry Potter, Potter movies. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. I mean, I still would have loved to see Chris Columbus get back into it, just because once after like the third one, he directed the first two, and the third one was directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Once you get into like the 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 later movies, the kind of like the magic kind of rubbed off. Like you didn't have big scenes in the Great Hall. Yeah. Um. Like those are the kind of things that I was missing from the series as the series progressed. But we're gonna. That, that's how I felt about those ones too. Uh, like I feel like after Goblet of Fire, there was just like something missing. It wasn't as magical as before, and kind of kept thinking back at like the first three movies and reminiscing about how they tried to make were. like the final two movies like especially like the. Part one, Deathly House, like a giant oh, chase. Don't get me started on that. I hated that move. You ended up changing Three, the original two, story too much because one, you had to spread it across play. multiple movies and it's just kind of a mess. Yeah, like it was just like giant chase. I remember from like the like the original book, which I haven't read in like. Yeah, the book itself years. is pretty well paced, but like the movie, yeah, I hear a spell. Like, the first one yeah. is just super now, slow. Like, and you get to the second one and it just is like a, wrapping up loose ends. Just get everything done. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So let's play this All right, one. so we're um, the official we're Warner Brothers yeah. Pictures <laughs> YouTube channel, and we're going to play this in a wild bovine. <laughs> Texas Longhorn. <laughs> Damn it. Like, nothing really happens in this trailer. It just gets you excited. But it's like, this cool. It's like a secret, like, society... Like, I think this takes place like really early on in like the early 20th century. It looks like, and it's like uh, Americanized. I think they're supposed to be set in New York City. I do remember New York being mentioned. Yeah, it looks like it. He's got a case full of magical creatures. It's awesome. And I'm really happy that J.K. is back writing. I really love Eddie Redmayne. He is gonna really be awesome. I like the comedy there. Oh, that, though. There's more and magic. Like, yes, like and, like, the, the end, like, trailer music really is reminiscent of the John Williams scene, but just a little altered. I still love the Harry Potter mu- themes for the music. It, they were all so well done. I hope he comes back and does themes for this, but I doubt it. Be wrapped up in Star Wars. November 2016. So far away. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so thoughts on that trailer, Kyle? It got me excited, like, and they showed you like ten seconds. Yeah, of this was footage. this was like reminiscent of the early Star Wars trailer, where you're just like, okay, there's something happening, but I don't know the context of this or what the fuck is going on. Tom, but it's awesome. I remember your reaction because you didn't see. Dude, this, I didn't see this until before today. we started. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, like Justin said, oh my god, I'm back in the world. Like, go to if you go to one minute twenty two seconds, like, look at this, like. How epic I've, I've been is this? this in my life for a while. How epic right. is this shot? Like that's so awesome. Movie? Has it been that long since uh, episode, episode seven, or I guess the eighth movie? Episode seven. Wrong. It's probably because there was nothing else to make movies about because they right. tackled all the books, bud. <laughs> oh, but man, Roland plays the scene right here. Is this says a this says a thousand words about what this movie's going to be like, I think. Oh, it's going to be a huge, massive hit. People yeah. have been craving every, like, few weeks. It seems like J.K. is like, I might be writing a new book. I might not be writing a new Let book. Let me just uh, put this little, uh, little bait out there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it blows okay, up. Stewie she's like, oh, Griffin. that's interesting. Okay, Stewie Griffin. Um, 
I, I, why hasn't she written a prequel? I, we've talked about this, I know, privately, but the fact that she needs to just go write a prequel book about the war between Godric Gryffindor and Salazar Slytherin and talk about how yes. that whole world was like really set up between those four individuals, you know, Helga Hufflepuff, Salazar Slytherin, Godric Gryffindor, and Re- what's her, what's Ravenclaw's first name? Rowena? Rowena? I think so. Rowena, yeah. Oh, uh, Ravenclaw. Rowena, yeah, something weird. R-N-W um, and she could seriously just write that about the prequels that have, could have nothing really to do with Harry Potter, but she's setting up the world of Hogwarts and like the Wizarding World and talk about that. Like, dude, the, you can make a fucking movie about Hagrid and I'd watch that. Yes, shit. Hagrid has a really interesting backstory. Yeah, Real interesting. And you, you mean can, you can take movie any you mean book, right? Huh? You mean book? Right? Yeah, sorry. You could, yeah, you could write a book about Anything. just, hey, you could write a book about just Dumbledore. You could, oh any my of those God. characters, like, Dumbledore, Dumbledore is like a freaking, he's like, he's on a Gandalf level with me. Holy he's, shit. Like, he's that epic. There's like all Dumbledore this is that around epic. him. And there's like never, like any, he has a fucking yeah. phoenix, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a phoenix? Dumbledore has a phoenix, dude. Like, like even, you could even do something in the future with Harry's kids. Yeah. You could do something could, in the future with Harry. Because he, isn't yeah. he uh, working he, for the Ministry of Magic? All yeah. he does is so, attract terrible things. Yes. Like, Let's just on. have like, a series where like Harry Potter just does his job, but weird shit happens on the job. You know, you could do Dude, something they like could, that. Dude, like, they could have Death Eaters go after his, uh, go after Harry's kids and shit, and he's like, fuck it, I'm back in the game. Back, back in the game. Back in the murder. Time to save the kids. <laughs> Harry Potter 16, time to save the kids. <laughs> Could you just I, I'd imagine? Still, I'd still read it. Oh my <laughs> god. Wait. <laughs> For real. Yeah, dude, I Harry just, Potter. Like, we really need to do Lords of Film just on our favorite Harry Potter Hells moments. yeah. But you, like you said, like Dumbledore, you could do something on future Harry, you could do it on Harry's Snape. kids. You could do it just on Hermione's <gasps> fi- Yeah, let's uh, go back family. to the times when James and Snape or kids do all that shit. Buddies and yeah, like, all the drama they had when they were kids. And you could you could just do a whole movie just on fucking Voldemort, or I mean a book. Oh my god, you said it. Yeah, you could just <laughs> you're uh, banned from the show. <laughs> <laughs> he who must not be named. But you could seriously do. An but seriously, entire... like I always feel like it's a damn shame how J.K. Rowling has crafted this immaculate fantasy and world, she's but she's not utilizing can, it. It's yeah. just like. Eh, there's and like part shit's of, exclusive there's a to her. Of it. Rest doesn't matter. And Don't you worry know what the it. weird thing is? Is mm. uh, Tolkien always regretted right take being so slow with writing Lord of the Rings because he felt there's so much more to be explored. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he even said he's like, "Look, I was really late in the game with writing this. I hope that someday someone will be a steward of this and continue." Trying to craft this mega tale you could almost, about Middle Earth. Yeah, you can almost dare to say that she's the one that is like next in line to that kind of throne. Right, and like, I feel like she's at that point where she's toe to toe with Tolkien, and she has true. She could seriously just not. I understand she doesn't want to do with anything with Harry, but you could seriously it's go fine. and just do something. Like, about we just the- all those characters we just mentioned. Just go to anything. Di- just go to a different part of the world and follow some other kid from a different wizarding school. Just yeah, yes. she she made three other yeah three. There was at least like three or four other schools in she Europe. She made three there other was like, schools. There's American yeah, schools, Europe. Asian schools, and stuff like she that. She knows all, all this world and the fact 
And I'm not saying like we hate J.K. Rowling for this. Not I understand. At all. I, I understand like the pressures of like you have seven pretty perfect hard to be creative books. too. But like, at the same time, is that people are just waiting just for anything, and she's doing this play that's supposed to be part of the world of Harry Potter. Like it's like another facet. Just write a book about it. Who doesn't like money? Just do it. I, no, well, I don't think she doesn't she's need any money. She says she doesn't want the money or need the money. She just wants to craft a great story. And I understand, like I said, like I understand, you don't want to touch Harry, Ron, Hermione. Then don't go tell another Absolutely. tale. There's stories to be told still. Like, in this movie, we're talking about. There's nothing. There's no Harry Potter. There's no Hermione. No, no Dumbledore. This is before their time. And I'm, I'm excited for the movie, despite the fact it doesn't have those characters I love because it's, it's in because that world. It's in I the love. world of Harry Potter. Let me ask you this: Do you think there may be like the, like this, like the cameo of like a past family member, but no, like real big reference to it, but like somebody with like. The last name Longbottom, or you know what I mean. You I think mean, we'll like, see like the, that? Like maybe like like the great like Neville Longbottom's great grandfather or something. I mean, you know I, what you I mean? Almost, like, how old's Dumbledore? Isn't he like 180 or 190? I can't remember on it, but like yeah, I mean, do you he think we'll see that type of cameo in this? But like, like there's, a cameo there's inside a trilogy, of like, right? This is a trilogy, right? I haven't heard about that, so I don't know. Well, I remember that I, we're like sorry, we don't know this, but I'm pretty sure like this is they want this to be a trilogy. I'm okay with that. And, like, I'm okay with that as well, but, okay, so she is back in the world writing this. Like, she's writing the script. She's not, she doesn't write screenplays. She writes books. Yeah. So the fact that she's back in this world, she has to have ignited some kind of, like, fuel for her to want to do this. Well, yeah, the fact, like, just in the last year, she's written that play and this. And then she's adding more spokes to the... The Harry Potter website where it's giving more backstory of what's been going on with these yep. characters. Why isn't she just say, you know what, guys? I had to get away from Harry Potter for a little bit. It was a long that, thing. That's understandable. I'm back into it. And the whole world, ISIS would stop. ISIS would seriously <laughs> just would lay down their arms and be like, you know what? This We have Harry Potter to read, guys. <laughs> People would would hurry up and cure cancer so they could stop curing cancer to read these books. The world would be right again. Ever since there's been no Harry Potter, the world's fallen to shit. For real. So... You know, you're actually totally right on that. <laughs> like, right after the last book came out, that's when I know all this shit going on. Like, everyone would be happy. Thanks, JK. <laughs> JK. Everyone would be happy. Just do it. Just what? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, so I think we babbled enough about that Next, we, we fanboyed out about Harry Potter enough yeah we're probably gonna fanboy out on this one too man this has been my that was, this next one's my favorite trailer of this of these five are you sure it's a pretty good trailer yeah. oh yeah the nostalgia factor is up to like a hundred on this one true that alright so we are at Independence Day 2 resurgence and oh yeah, resurgence. So sexy. Um, I'm not on the official one here, but it's still the trailer. Um, Jeff Goldblum looks so good in this. I mean, if you really want to sync up with us and you're not using like, our playlist, you can take out in this and it's still be an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're at absolute zero on this, and uh, we're gonna, three, two, one, click. And no Inception. Yet. Yet. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh-huh. 
There it is. I like it there. It was like a baby one. Like, I, I, when I first watched it, I was like, is Michael Bay tr- directing this movie? Just kind of like the camera pass was like, oh, I forgot. Roland Emmerich. Because that was like a J- Michael Bay, like. The pan, like, like the, the camera the, move. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum oh. is so good looking. Oh my god, it's me. <laughs> Man Crush Monday, oh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of shame. I'm not ashamed of it. I spent 20 years hoping I'd get this role <laughs> again. He's been in, like, some really good sequels. Mm-hmm. The Lost World. Did you ever see Lost World? Yeah, I saw it. So good in that movie. He's a he's such an under underrated actor. President. They're back. He can fly. President Saad. Okay, is he the president in this movie or what? I'm he confused. looks too old to be president. No, he's probably not, but he has experience with this, so I'm but sure he, he's, been he's got upon. like the American thing back on his lapel. I'm sure he gets called upon. You know, maybe he's just like the United States advisor against aliens or whatever. I mean, he's got the credentials. So I'd when say. they're playing this speech yes, from the first one, for, uh, all of a sudden, all my like my childhood is like just being played back in this trailer. One of the best speeches in any movie ever. Yes. So good. Inception? Inception? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my favorite. We're gonna Just need a bigger it, boat. Because it's this... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I ruined it. Soiled it. Okay, I'm gonna try to get everyone back on tap. It's not gonna happen. So this movie kind of uh kind of fell under the radar. I remember when they were like, "Oh, they're gonna be making another Independence Day movie without Will Smith." Like, nope, not seeing it. Jeff Goldblum's come back, still not seeing it. No Will Smith. The the president from I think his name's Pullman or Paxton. I can't remember his. Um, he's back and I was like, "Oh, still not seeing it." Will Smith's not in it. After seeing this trailer, I'm definitely seeing this like opening night. Yeah, it seems like they're going to remain very faithful to the original movie, but not so much to where you're like, oh, it's just a copy of the first movie. This seems different enough to me. Yeah, like the the CGI in this movie compared oh to like God, the, the Hobbit visuals. and the next and the yeah. next two trailers. This is how you CGI stuff. Like, Look at that. go to the Roland Emmerich CGI school for movies, and how they how he's able to really achieve this. You pay all, give these all like a. Extra ham at Christmas, a Christmas bonus, booze on New Year's, because this is what C- good CGI is supposed to look like. But all this, every movie he's ever done, he's had good CGI. Oh yeah, except yeah. for like the day after tomorrow. When uh, that wave yeah, that, that was back a few years ago, so two thousand three, two thousand four. When that wave hits the building, like ooh, <laughs> and Godzilla was really shitty too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> We all try to yeah, forget we about try. that. We try to forget about that. We try. Matthew Broderick? <laughs> Let them fight. Matthew Broderick's your hero? Because <laughs> why? Why'd you do that? <laughs> who's, who's the casting director who's like, you know who I think would be your action hero in this new Godzilla movie? Search your Godzilla universe? John Hamm. John Hamm. <laughs> Matthew Perry? No. It's like, I own the favor. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. It's the favor movie, guys. It's just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 
Uh, Tom, thoughts? That was killer, dude. Like you said, like all just in a another trailer like, that you just saw like minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, minute before we started recording this. Um, I was I was impressed. Everything looks legit. Story looks strong. Real strong. strong. Yeah, Will Smith's kid in the movie because apparently Will Smith spoilers is dead. Well, his character. Yeah. Anyway, not not Will Smith. Don't worry. Don't get Will Smith was too busy being dead shot. (laughs) Will Smith will never die. You can't. That's a fair statement, man. You cannot kill the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's like Keith Richards. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, thoughts? I liked it. I'm not like the biggest fan of Independence Day, but this like really critiqued my interest. I'm like, man, I got. I'm gonna go rewatch Independence Day see if I can get really into it because like this looks awesome. I can't wait for it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would not be surprised if this gets nominated for visual awards. In oh the yeah, it will. yeah, I mean oh, they gave yeah. Hobbit like Academy Award like nominations. I think fuck that shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah. the our least favorite trailer. What? Oh no, Star oh, Trek Beyond. That's not our least. Yeah, that's... yeah. <sighs> um, everything about this trailer just is just horrible. Keep in mind, this is from the perspective of people that. are Aren't really Star Trek fans. We're not Trekkies. We're not Trekkies. But at the same time, like, I'm not I against it either, though. Yeah, I'm not, like, shitting on it or anything. No. No. You Even though you're, like, you the got, biggest Star Wars fan. If you got a fandom, that's cool. Get, you don't want to get fucked up by a bunch of Trekkies, dude. No. They'll fuck you I'm up. I'm afraid of Trekkies, actually. They will fuck <laughs> you up. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're definitely going to need a bigger bowl if we get fucking <laughs> Trekkies pissed off at yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. I'm not saying, like, Trekkies are bad, but. This trailer sucks. Yes. And it's probably a bad representation of you guys. Like. You guys deserve better than this. Dude, that's so funny. Just, like, we usually don't do this, but the first comment on this is, says, somebody saw the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I said that. You did, I know. Let's go for some I didn't even classic music, man. Put it in space. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Oh, so, God. I think this move, this trailer may have been, like, 60% better with different music, by the way. Probably. I think this trailer would have been a lot better without That's... Simon Pegg writing the movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the Beastie Boys, and I like the song. Right. It does not fit with the movie All or right. the trailer. Absolutely. You could have had, like, some... You could have put, put the Who or Stone Temple Pilots. Now, like, I understand the reason why they did it was because apparently in the first Star Trek movie by J.J. Abrams, there was, like, a a scene where, like, the BC Boys is playing in the background or whatever, and it's supposed to be a throwback to that. But I don't understand why that couldn't just be, like, a separate throwback in the movie. Why does it have to be a trailer song? Because this is your first... Your first... Uh, look at this third film of this rebooted franchise, like, this reinvigorated, like, movie franchise that kind of, like, was dead in the water with the last few before that. They had that one with Tom Hardy that wasn't very good. Tom Hardy was in a Star Trek movie? Yeah, he plays the Whoa. villain. Mind blown. <laughs> you was it a cloud? No. I'm just kidding. Like I said, I'm not I'm not really into the Star Trek universe, so I don't watch too many of the movies or re- watch any of the TV There's shows. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of them, I know. I mean, I've seen Wrath of Khan, which I enjoy, but I just can't. I just, it's so hard, like for me to get into, like, I already have enough fandom as it is, like, just to throw one more huge one into it. Yeah, exactly. You, you have Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, I'm Batman. I'm part of many fandoms. Yes, you I don't have need your game stuff. We just don't have time for Star Trek. I I need, like, 30 hours in a day minimum. 
Yeah, <laughs> So we're gonna play this. Fine. Are we? Are you sure? Yeah, we're gonna play you it. You got something to say? Just fucking get it over with. <laughs> All right. So we're at the Paramount Pictures official, and absolute zero, three, two, one, click. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, here we go. Why is this starting off like Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy? They have no ship. What do you mean? They're, they're, Looks like they have a ship right there. There's your crew. Okay, so the so guy who wrote the movie, he's going to be the one who's saving the heroes? Wait a minute. Is that what... Is, I'm getting that? Is that what this film's about? Is Star Trek supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> this one is. <laughs> it's trying to be. Who is the abominable snow chick? I don't know, but I kind of liked her. Giggity. Giggity, yeah, in a giggity kind of way. <laughs> that costume, that's, this costume just looks bad on that villain. Okay, seriously, this is the worst trailer music ever. But it's a sabotage. What if it's about a sabotage? They sabotaged the trailer. Again, is Star Trek supposed to be funny? I In this one, yes. I don't remember the trailers for the previous Star Treks being like really funny and campy. I I thought like I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy two trailer. It's all conspiracy. <laughs> Illuminati. But I mean, on a serious note, like I I don't know Star Trek, so I'm not gonna speculate or analyze what's going on here. But just like looking at it, it doesn't particularly interest me from a story standpoint or from an action standpoint, like. All the set pieces just seem kind of run of the mill for a sci-fi movie. Nothing, re- nothing really like jumps out at me. It's me like, oh my god, that looks awesome! I gotta go see this now. I'm just like, oh. Okay, for for Trekkies out there who could school us, please email us, tweet at us, Facebook us. Is this supposed to be funny? It, and what do you think about the trailer? Is it yeah. just us? We're just we're just fans of film, and from that trailer, just as fans, we're lords of film. We don't like it. We're not liking what we're we're seeing. I liked the first Star Trek movie that came out, like the reboot. Mm-hmm. That wasn't bad. I can't get it. It wasn't like the best movie I've ever seen either. But it like for me, not knowing like anything about Star Trek at all, like I could sit down and watch that movie and like enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it did its job. This looks like a pile of dog shit, though. I'm feeling Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Yeah, oh, it looks ouch. like it looks like like Land Before Time. Like, <laughs> oh, like, Snape. Okay, you made a comment though about what people's complaints about the first. Yeah, like like I said, I haven't seen the Star Trek movie, so I can't. Or really the TV com- show, or the TV show, so I can't comment on what actually happened, but. Just from reading people's opinions and like what they thought of the previous movies and what they were hoping for this one, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but like I kept reading that people wanted to see more of the like space exploration aspect of the like TV TV series. Like they just wanted more of like the crew flying through space, making discoveries. 
And it looks like this movie is going to be very isolated from that. It's going to be just like all taking place in this one planet, maybe two, because they're like stranded on the planet or whatever. So it's like the opposite of what they wanted. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but like, I don't know. <laughs> if, if that is the case, let us know because we'd, we'd love to hear that opinion. So, yeah. Okay, one last Thanks, trailer. Justin Lin. <laughs> yeah, one last trailer. And it's uh, TMNT2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom's going to run the show on that one. I am? Yeah, you're going to take, take it away. Lead. Sweet. Uh, the first one. It had its down. It had its garbage. It had it its had moments, it, but it had I good moments. It. it had. Its I like the elevator scene too. Yeah, that was that was yeah. good. Very uh, team. I like the. Uh, I don't. Know, I like the way that like the turtles interact and stuff. I, it took me a long time to like get used to how they look. Yeah, like, I, got I thought over, it was I got over the like, weird alien look to them. Too real, you know. So they are like, aliens. No, no breakdown spoilers. If you haven't heard the seen the first one, like they're like a their lab experiment gone wrong you know in space no no so they're not aliens i thought they look like aliens they look but like they're, aliens, they're actually but they're the turtles. same mutated turtles they're, that we all know yeah secret of the ooze okay but yeah. like for some reason there was a fire in the first and, and like, the young first, april o'neill's like young april quick, o'neill mutate the turtles and send free had like her dad <laughs> was the one that fucking mutated the turtle like it that was a weird spin. It wasn't really candid with what we've known in the past. But, anyway. Is there the Foot Clan? No, but they get involved, obviously. The, the actual Strider is going to be in this movie. He's like he's an actual character. Oh, he, really? That's cool. Yeah, he's not just like a shadowy figure in the background barking orders at people. That's good. So, anyway. So maybe the Foot Clan? You're they a might Foot be involved. Clan. Like, I, the, the feel I get from this is they're like, okay, we're going to give fans of Ninja Turtles... Stuff they actually care about. So, like, now we have Casey Jones. Yes. We actually have Bebop and Rocksteady rather than the cheap knockoffs from Mm -hmm. before. Could you just imagine? We got the Turtle Van. All the good stuff is in this. Could you imagine this this, uh, version of the Ooze created Ivan Ooze? Like a shared shared universe of Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles? You've got Ivan Ooze fascination lately. He likes huh? purple, man. Obviously. I do. Giant blue dildo. Spider-Man. Giant blue dildo, man. We are at the uh, TMNT movie YouTube channel, and we're at Absolute Zero. Three, two, one, play. Let's see our, our green screen. Get out of my area, brah. Pussy space, brah. I can't believe we're at 42 minutes of this. We haven't even hit the like, meat of the the podcast. Oh no. That's pretty crazy. Like the This CG looks good. Turtles oh, look definitely. Like shit. It's better than the first one. Turtles don't look like shit. You got to get used to them. You see you, the come, you come to like love the characters better though. The Much better. Damn. That's badass, dude. Oh, explosions, Michael Bay. Thanks, Michael Bay. Sparks and explosions. Blinding lights. You're allowed to use this music in this, though, I think. It, it fits it. The turtles are all about partying and eating pizza. Eating pizza and... Do they eat pizza in the first yes. one? Yes. Okay, cool. I really Lots maybe of it. Should, should I watch it? Yes, you it's, should. It's, it's not, pretty it's, it's worth not a, a terrible watch. movie. I, I if got I see it on Netflix no and if it's on Netflix, it I'll... is. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Well, you got your weekend all set. It was at least. It Star might not Wars be now. Weekend, dicks. <laughs> right. 
Arrow? It's Green Arrow. Arrow. From what we just seen, I'd say Casey Jones looks pretty good, man. Oh yeah, he's gonna be good. Ha! Tyler Perry. Look at Strider. Tyler Perry. Trying to play Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. It wouldn't be a Megan Fox movie without some skin. Batman? Yes. Lego Batman. Okay, that's a tank coming out of the water. Yes, it is. Mm hmm. That was something that was. Yeah. So, yep. That was something that I always thought was cool with the with the first one too, like the way that the turtles interact with each other. Like it's not like they're they're like constantly grabbing each other and like pulling each other out of harm's way and stuff. Like you really see the teamwork aspect, the, love the brother. Like yeah, like they've they've trained together forever. Like you can, they do a really good job at showing like the history of what's happened with them. But I don't. I think that looks like a promising movie. It looks better than the first one. The CG looks better than the first, oh, yeah. for sure. It looks like it's going to be a fun movie to go see. Exactly. I'm not and expecting what... groundbreaking rating no. or anything. It's just going to be a fun movie. What if the, what if the writers of Breaking Bad wrote this movie? <laughs> Vince, <laughs> please do it. Make me proud. Are we ready? To, like, I, whatever. I'll probably pick it up on Netflix or something. I'm not going to go. I probably won't see it in theaters. I don't know, like, I just have a love affair for the f the first two, not the third one where they go over to weird, like, back in time. Talking about the older ones? Yeah. With Vanilla Ice in the second one. Oh, it's so dated. Ice, ice, baby. Yeah. Those movies don't age well at all. They were good no, when I was a kid, but... I still, like, get enjoyment. It's just a nostalgia factor. I own like, the triple this, pack. This podcast should be just about nostalgia, because what are we going to be talking about next? Cows like, let's talk about our favorite movies! Star and Wars. Star something, Wars. something Star Wars is coming out this week? Yeah, yes. so... Whoa. So, do you have your tickets, Kyle? Kyle's going to be leading this. I'll, I'll have you know, I bought my ticket like the day after they went on sale. Did you? I waited I a few weeks. I was super pumped for this. Now, what made you super pumped about this this film was it the trailer was it JJ was it the cast getting back together it was it was definitely a combination of all of it like when I saw that first teaser trailer just this minute of stuff happening you don't know the context of anything it's just it's just showing you Star Wars stuff I was I was so excited just because then the Millennium Falcon you had the like end. the John Williams score and the music that was back you have the practical effects and then they showed like the X wings flying across the the water I was just Ooh. like oh my god. It looks so damn good. Like, of course, like J.J. Abrams, even you know when people are circle jerking about how much lens flare he uses, his movies still look damn good, despite all the lens flare. I don't <laughs> mind it too much. Like, I can get over that. So, are you um, afraid that these movies won't live up to the original trailer? Like, everyone gives the prequels mm -hmm. shit because Phantom Menace and Tech Clones really. Like I like to think of them like okay in the in the prequels you have like a kids movie a, a teenage movie and then like kind of like a young adult film 
Yeah, um, there was definitely a lot of issues I have with the prequel trilogy. Um, I think the biggest contributor to that was the fact that there was just the wrong focus put into places like how we're going to rate these characters and how they're going to activate each other. And then as they progress, it just doesn't fit where the, the end point is, which is episode four. I just feel like because of the way George Lucas had set everything up beforehand and then the way, you know, like 15, 20 years later, he doesn't quite have the same vision he once had. So there were things that just didn't line up correctly. And you can, you can definitely tell as you continue through the movies, you're just like, why is this like this? It's not like that in the future. Why is it like this in the past? You know, are like, you talking about like the sword fighting and like the overall? Well, no, that the way like how the sword fighting, the lightsaber fights aren't as explosive or exciting in the future. It's obviously because the people aren't as well trained as they were in the past. So that makes sense. I mean, I guess I never thought of it like that. Vader, you know, Vader's like injured or he's handicapped or whatever, so he can't fight as well. Luke never had proper training. Obi Wan's old. Stuff like that. It'll that, that Yoda's old too. Yoda's old too. Um, so like that all makes sense. I'm not complaining about that. It's just like how, for example, the end of uh, Avenger the Sith. It's like Padme dies, giving birth to the twins. But then like in Episode Six, Leia's like, "Yeah, I remember my mom. She died when I was really young, but I remember her when I was a kid." And I'm like, "You're like five minutes old. <laughs> how do you remember your mom?" I don't even think she lasted that long. It was less than that. It was, it was like, like 30 it was like, seconds. Like 30 seconds. Done. But no, I remember my mom. She made the best cookies. <laughs> she pushed really well. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, uh, getting back to the, the original question you had, I was like, why am I so excited for this? It's because they're just, like, going back on, like, all right, this new stuff we had didn't work. Let's go back and really analyze the original trilogy and figure out why that worked. It was a combination of practical effects that were done really well. And you're, tra- you're talking like technical. You're not really talking story right this second, are you? Are you? I will. I will touch on the story in a second, but just like from a technical standpoint, right? let's go back and kind of use the same techniques George Lucas had, which was let's get a cast of relatively unknown actors to play the leads, and then we'll have these more famous actors play the secondary roles and just help support the newer characters and have us really get to learn who they are and like what they're all about in this universe. We're going to go back and just start exploring new planets. We're not going to rehash old ones or just like reskin them. Although you could argue Jakku is kind of a reskin of Tatooine, but it's technically a new planet. Okay. So we can get on board with that. Um, Story-wise, now we really don't know much about this film it's, from the yeah, trailers. It's hard to talk about that because we haven't seen the movie yet and I'm Avoiding spoilers. You guys haven't seen it? I've seen it. Damn it, Tom. <laughs> I will kill you. Jason Todd? J- Jason Todd's... The, the end of the movie is actually It's Jason the Todd. end of the movie's Jason Todd spoilers. So if... Uh, He's Starfred Hood. <laughs> um, are there any characters that are kind of like popping out at you right now that you're really like interested in seeing more? Like Kylo Ren? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Kylo Ren. He said he was really upset Jar Jar Binks isn't in it. <sighs> Heartbroken about Jar Jar. I want to be a Sith Lord, man. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar would be just would just make my my life. My fan theory would have came true. With that, what if that fan theory came true? Like they'd give that person who wrote that. Like I bet you they they just back up the Scrooge McDuck vault. Hey, Yoda did say there's always two Sith: a Master and an Apprentice. Um, I guess so. So who's the who's oh Kylo Ren's second God. hand? 
or his his master, who knows? No. But um like I say, Kyle Ren is a character that's really, really interesting to me because we don't know his origin. And because this takes place so many years after the original trilogy. So what uh, where they what, say like, like thirty what, years. What is his origin? Like where did he learn his force parts? Did he learn from Darth Vader? Did he learn it from Luke? Is he like a fallen apprentice of Luke? Or is he Ooh. is he just like someone that was obsessed with Darth Vader and his his uh his search for power led him to the dark side the same way Vader did? Like there's so many of these questions that I need answered and unless they come up with a really stupid reason, I'm probably gonna be satisfied with what they come up because it's all gonna just like play off of the, the series that I love and just kind of develop this world more. The world building is so important, just like in JK Rowling's situation. Sars is full of that. This I swear to God, this episode is like just full on nostalgia. Oh yeah. We just talked about so many things of nostalgia. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Independence Day, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man, I'm gonna go back in time to the nineties and just relive everything. <laughs> um Yeah, thanks for ruining our the twenty first century JK Rowling. <laughs> Not writing any more Harry Potter movies books. Um so like, damn it, now we've got this Twilight Stop to terrorism. Make JK right. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll try to write JK. <laughs> I'll try to like answer the questions that uh, I'm excited that they that JJ has the courage to because he yeah. he is a fan of these films, the original trilogy. I'm sure he has some enjoyment. <laughs> Who is it of the prequels? But just imagine what a daunting, daunting, daunting. Not just on like the fan side of it, but the business side, Disney shelled out $4 billion to George Lucas for these, for the rights to this film. And, like, it seems like George is kind of, like, butthurt that he his ideas for where the story would go didn't come from him. They came from J.J. and Lawrence Kazan, who wrote... Lawrence, Lawrence deserves just as much credit. I won't, Maybe not as much credit as George Lucas for creating this world, but he wrote Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he so was probably at least half responsible in a way. Like, he was right there with the, all the cast on set. He was helping them out. Right. Saying, this and is kind of what we had imagined. Like, let's try to do it this way. And Lawrence is a very polished screenwriter. Like, if you look at the scripts for the prequels, they're just not up to par like the first, the original trilogy are. I can't say the first three. Four, five, and six. Four was a very solid script, very fast-paced script. Um, still feels fast to this day. Like I just watched mm-hmm. A New Hope. Still very feels pat, feels fast-paced. But the the depth and layers that Lawrence was able to really get into with Empire, which is my favorite Star Wars film so far. I'm mm-hmm. really hoping Force Awakens kind of like beats that because I'm really hoping that this movie is successful, makes three billion dollars at the box office. Um, but the layers that Lawrence really had, like, I feel like he's just as responsible. I know many a lot of hate of that. Oh, George Lucas is, but Lawrence needs to have that. Um, I think this, this look what happened when George Lucas took like the, the reins for himself in the future. Right. When he was the one in charge of everything for one, two, and three, it, people didn't like it. It just didn't really do it for the Star Wars fans. Right. And w- one of my, uh, my former boss, Scott's like, it's like a lot of people bitch and complain about like how Star Wars is, you know, like how the prequels don't kind of hold up 
to the original trilogy, but he he's there. He goes like the argument is these aren't your movies; they're essentially George Lucas's movies, and mm-hmm. he's giving you like this these like it's not like Batman or Superman where we have that interaction because we buy the comics and we feel like a, a small ownership to it because we we as people who buy these comics know 75 years of history like this is something that came from George's own headspace now yes he did actually you know take stories from different myth- mythological heroes different mythological stories Flash Gordon the, you name it Kurosawa films lots of inspiration lots of inspiration but at the end of the day these are his stories and his arguments were his argument from what he was, you know, telling me from another person's argument was like, at the end of the day, you really can't be mad because he gave us more Star Wars. These are his his films, and whatever he sees should happen in the prequels, like just let him do it because he's already given us three solid films. Like, I mean, as bad as Phantom Menace is, it's still not that horrible. It's I, not. I still enjoy one, two, and three to this day. Like. Yeah, I I can it's look not at maybe like stick. this is not a great movie, right? But this appeals to my fandom. I get to see more of the universe, so it kind of satisfies pod racing. me. I like the pod racing. Pod I like all the cool. lightsaber fights from one, two, and three. There were those were all really good, even though a lot of people complain that they're overly choreographed. But I'm like, they were so really exciting to watch, and like I feel like they would be choreographed like that because, especially the the battle between. Uh, Obi Wan and Anakin at the mm-hmm. end of the third mm-hmm. film. Like these guys have been training for a long time. They're gonna know each other's They're moves. Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it'd be like it's like when Batman faces off against you know Jason Todd or Red Hood. Right. They know. Every they show, know, they each know each other's, other's moves. moves. Yeah. They know. And f- like I, I, I've argued with a lot of fanboys about that. That same fact is like, look, these characters have known each other since. You know, Anakin was a small child. There, he's gonna know exactly what his next move is gonna be. So yeah, they're gonna be, they're gonna have that choreographed feel. Oh yeah, and it, it totally worked. I, to this day, will say that I think that fight at the end of Episode Three between Anakin and Obi Wan is the best lightsaber fight of the series. Yeah, I will say that. It I is. have no shame in saying that, even though I will talk bad about the that trilogy. It still has great moments. Yeah. And when he finally turned, there's a moment, like, everyone kind of get dogs on Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin. He's not that great of an actor. I've seen worse actors. There's a moment in the film, in the third one, where he's, like, having this force, telepathic, like, uh, conversation between himself and... No. He's just having, like, this weird uh, telepathic force kind of, like, conversation between him and Padme. Like, it's almost like the, right before he turns to the dark side, where he's looking towards, like, like this building where Padme may be in. And it's, there's, it's just this look in his eyes, and the music from John Williams really plays up that, that tension. Like, oh my god, I'm going to lose another person that I really love. What can I do to stop that? And he plays it really well. And I'm, I'm, what I'm really hoping out of this one, other than, like, more or stronger storyline, is I hope that the acting is back up to what the original trilogy was. Now, again, we haven't seen the movie, so we can't actually comment on that. And this is a preview. We're just talking yeah. about things we I want have, to see. I have heard stories that J.J. Abrams was very critical of some of the actors when they weren't performing up to what they should be doing. Like, uh, what, what's the name of the girl that plays Ray in the movie? I forget the actor actress's name. 
But I heard when in an interview she did, she was like, yeah, like one of the first days on set after I filmed the scene, uh, so-and-so came up to me and was like, you were like a wooden plank. Do that again. Damn. That was bad. And like they were serious. They're like, we're not going to make the same mistakes that we did in the past. We're, we're fixing everything. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's it's almost like Brian Singer maybe needs to get a lot of credit because he was the one who kind of brought superhero movies back and he kind of fixed his own superhero movie mm-hmm. genre. Um, and maybe he, maybe JJ watched that film and is like, you know, this is how you do it. You just sidestep these mistakes and we kind of like tell the story. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Look, the action looks strong in the, in the, in the trailer. When I saw the, whenever I see the Millennium Falcon or the X-Wing, I just get. You're just filled with nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's awesome. It's an awesome, it's an awesome feeling. Uh, you know, I have like very personal, I posted on Facebook and Twitter, very personal, uh, story with Star Wars. Like, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I made my mom take me, because one of my best friends in elementary school, you know, liked these movies. So, I was like, Mom, she sat through every original trilogy and then the rest of the movies. So, my job this week is to, you know, take her to the see Force Awakens, too. So, I hope that we can continue that relationship with my mom and stuff. So, I'm really looking forward to that. Justin, um, I have bad news, dude. What? You can't take your mom to go see The Force Awakens because me and her are actually going together. Are you? Yeah, I'm taking you your mom. Make out. sure you get her popcorn. She's in bed before midnight. Cherry Coke. <laughs> Cherry Coke popcorn. Nothing but the so best for fu- your mom. It's so funny how Star Wars can like bring people together like this. Like my mom, she doesn't care for Star Wars. She was just like, oh yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, I'm that- taking your mom on Saturday. Yeah, I already know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cool. But like she, she was telling me the other day, she's like, you know, I kind of want to go watch all those Star Wars movies before this new one comes out. I'm like. That, you want to watch Star Wars? That's I not, love you, Mom. That's not you. Are you okay? <laughs> like it's it's uh-huh. this weird. Like this is not just like an American event. This is like a global event. Everyone's gonna go see this movie. It's gonna be the highest grossing film of all time, dude. I went to my girlfriend's work Christmas party, and we were like at a really nice restaurant, and there was like there was a family behind my table, and like like probably like the eldest woman at the table. She was probably like in her late sixties. Was like. I really want to, she literally, I literally overheard her say, like, I really want to see that new Star Wars movie that's going to come out next month. Like, I was like, holy shit, you know, like you just said, everybody wants to see this It's like the talk of the town. It's like, it's the merging of the old and the new. It's the the classic tale. Like, it's the classic tale. It appeals to all people. Yeah. Every age, demographic, every race, every belief and religion. And it appeals to everyone. And yeah. like there's like there's been negative stuff surrounding the film. Like I remember seeing like an MSNBC reporter saying how Darth Vader, like the portrayal of Darth Vader is racist, and she's trying to make it like he, I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's, no, it's I really you are bad. aware that the prerequisite to be a newscaster does not include high intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> just, just she's a, she wasn't even a newscaster. She's like a fucking political pundit and talking about it. Same thing. And she's politics. like. She's like, well, you know, Darth Vader's black on the outside, but as soon as they take his mask off, he's white. And they're only, only the black, only people wearing black are the evil guys. And I'm just like, you know, stormtroopers are white. White? <laughs> stormtroopers are the good guys. Who? That's why they never shot as soon the other as I, I, As soon as yeah. I was thinking that in my head, I was like, you have no validity in what you just said. I'm just tired of like, and then like other people were bitching that. Does that mean 
Mace Windu was evil? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. Like, motherfucking snakes. He's he's black. Is he evil? (laughs) I'm just, I'm so tired of people trying to get like political on Star Wars. I remember like a few months ago when everyone's like, oh my god, there's gonna be black, like lead characters in these films. I was like, did you not see Mace Windu? Like, you know, there's been multiple black people that have been... Lando Calrissian? Lando Calrissian. One of my favorite. Motherfucker destroyed the Death Star in episode six. Yeah! I'm so (laughs) tired of... I'm so over, like, everyone trying to, like, be butthurt over every single thing. Can we just, like Cal said, can we just fucking enjoy a movie? If there's a... It just goes against everything in Star Wars. Star Wars is that most diverse. You don't see people being racist against aliens in those movies. <laughs> Jeez. They're all united. <laughs> They're, the Star Wars is the most fertile and diverse of all the films. There's people of different races, different colors, different ethnicity, like religious, like like you can like. There's creatures, there's aliens, there's bugs, there's all these different things in this universe, and I think that's one of the reasons why it appeals to so many people. Is because you can get something out of each and It's a perfect fictional land for yeah. anyone. Yeah. Like, like, I, why do I like Delano Calrissian? Because he's like a badass who plays both ends of the field. But he's a he's ladies also, man. He's also shown weaknesses. And yeah. Especially like when he, he was kind of forced to give up his friend. Right. And potentially ruin his relationship yeah. with that friend because of it. And Chewbacca almost kills him in the second one. Like, there's a lot of depth to these characters. Right. And I'm, I'm not trying to like beat a drum here or sit on my soapbox, but I'm just, I'm so tired of seeing on Twitter or on Facebook or on these, these, these liberal media, whatever, conservative media, whatever. I'm just, let people just enjoy Star Wars. Let's not make it a political statement. I'm just over that part of it. And for, at the end of the day, these movies are for the little kid and all of us. Because mm-hmm. at some point, you were a kid watching these films. And here we are, about to see... It's been like 30 years since we've seen Luke. It's been about 30 years since we've seen Han. It's been about 30 years since we've seen uh Princess Leia. And it's going to reignite. And from what I've been seeing on Twitter, just as in like people's reactions to their the, the preview that happened last night, it's like... I felt like I was ten years old again. I felt like a kid again, hmm. and that's what this this these movies are going to do. And when, like I said, you know, I have a really strong connection with my mom be- because of this because I was a kid when I saw these movies, and it's like going back to a time when I was a kid with my mom, just going to see these movies. She wasn't a big Star Wars fan going in, but she coming out, she definitely was. And she's like, "When can we go see it, Justin?" Because it's bringing back those memories for her when I was a kid. So, you know, like I said, these movies are for everyone. It's for the yeah. kid in each and every one of us that we will never, ever forget. Everyone remembers seeing Star Wars for the first time. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're 10 years old or if you're 99 years old, people all have that relationship. And it spans races. It spans religions. It's a story about a father and a son and a family and struggle and Galactic Empire, oppression, you know, samurai, you know, like, there's so many different things and so many different people can get out of it. And I'm really excited to see all this stuff come back again. Like, I'm really excited to see Han. I'm really excited to see Chewie. Like, the end of the first trailer is like, Chewie, we're back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes! We're back, baby. I'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger? 
Surprise cameo. <laughs> governor. <laughs> the governor. Um, Tom, you've been kind of quiet over there about Star Wars. He's a trekkie. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm trekkie. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm, I, Are you going to see this movie in theaters? I might. Like, when was the last time you saw a movie, Tom? Oh, it's been a long time. Terrible. I feel like this is a movie you could take your kids so kid to go see. Do you think, I, don't, do you I think... don't think he'll sit through it, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I most likely will go see this. Take, take less. Maybe not like this weekend, but you hmm. know. Maybe you could actually sit less through Phantom Menace. Maybe, I don't know. But I mean, as far as like the looks and everything, like, hell yeah. When I saw Han Solo, like my hair raised on my arm, you know, I was like, holy shit, it's Han Solo. Like, you know, and, like, and he you looks s- exactly the, like he did back yeah, like, 30 dude, years like, ago. The Millennium Falcon. A older, of course, but, but yeah. The Millennium yeah. Falcon, the X-Wing fighters, like everything. Like, like, Han Solo got it. Like there, like everything. this is, like I said, this, this podcast seems really, this episode seems really about nostalgia feeling. I remember seeing like a teaser, like not like a teaser, but like a TV spot where, uh, was it Finn's character, John Boyega's yeah. character of Finn? He's sitting in the cockpit, uh, in the. And it reminds uh, you of the, the one part in episode four when Luke y- gets on the gun. Yeah. Don't get cocky, kid. Yeah. I was Just like, oh it. my God. It's like, uh, my guess is like, this is going to be like JJ's like, oh my, like, what's. Brian Singer was trying to do with Superman, yeah. but like better, <laughs> like his homage to like the original, but like telling a story that yeah. kind of furthers the universe. Like it's going to like my favorite Empire Strikes Back. So I'll hope there's like that dark undertones to it. But the, you know, like I could definitely see that being the case. Will you be disappointed Kyle if we don't see Luke Skywalker in the film? It, it all depends how they go about not showing Luke. Are there, if they're like, they just don't mention Luke, I'll be a little disappointed, but they're like, oh yeah, Master Luke is off on a mission, or he's off doing Jedi things. So that'd be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, Luke is still here, but he's he's advanced his ability. He's out there trying to accomplish something. So I, it all makes sense. My but. fan theory is, like, they're in like the last trailer, you see like uh, Han and Finn and Chewbacca get captured. Like they be, It looks like they get kidnapped or whatever, they get captured. My fan theory of that is that's what brings Luke out. Maybe. Like how awesome would that be? He's just like just like I like I did all that I could to protect the Empire like the the, the rebels from the Galactic Empire. Like I'm done. I'm like I wanna be like Obi Wan, just wanna be a hermit. And then he finds out as he has like this force vision or whatever, or this feeling of the force, like his friends got like if that gets him back in the game, oh my god. I always had this, like, vision in my mind where, like, you know, the one scene where uh, Finn's out in the woods in the snow, and uh, that's when Kylo Ren shows up, and Finn is, like, looking scared shitless because of it. I just imagine a scene where, like, Kylo Ren's going in for a killing blow, and then Luke pops in out of nowhere and saves Finn. Or that could be, like, a scene from Empire Strikes Back. Remember when he's fighting, where Luke's fighting uh, on Dagobah, the Vader? Yeah, the Vader, yeah. Like, that... When I was watching that, I thought, like, I was like, that, like, looks exactly like it. Then I see, like, Kylo Ren's character, like, do this crazy flip. I was like, nope, that's gotta be not a dream. <laughs> um, so, you wouldn't be, what happens if you find out, like, he's a Sith Lord, though? He, like, turned to the dark side. Who, Luke? Yeah. I'd be down for that twist. Really? I've, I will t- preach this, but I do believe 
that at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke was neither Jedi nor Sith or anything. He was still very in the middle, teetering on the, on the, on the edge. He, he could go either way. I mean, he is wearing black, and you know, if you're yeah, wearing I've black, heard, you're evil. I've heard that, like, speculation. <laughs> I've heard that, that before, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard, I've that. heard that idea that in Return of the Jedi, Luke is actually, like, a user of the dark side, because he's wearing all black, and whenever he gets into, a, a like, a fight, he's always swinging really recklessly, and he's always angry during the fights. So, like I said, he, I don't think he was completely good at the last time we saw him. I definitely feel like if he ends up turn into the dark side, it would be a very interesting dynamic how he's now also a fallen hero like his father was. Do you think that if the Emperor was not in the picture in Return of the Jedi, do you think that Luke ultimately would have gone with his father to the dark side to rule with him? Because the Emperor is like this character who's kind of like, I will never turn out to be who you are, the Emperor. Like, I know everyone, like, he's really saying, like, I can never be like my father. I'll never do that. But when I'm watching those again, he's like, you know, this is subjective again, like my own theories are my own theories. But I feel like there's a part of them that will do anything to be with his father. Mm -hmm. So he would actually take that step and be bad. But because the Emperor is there and he sees how evil the Emperor is, and how he believes there is still good in his father, he could never make that leap over just because of that. Because he knows that once he becomes more powerful than his father, he's going to be—he's just going to be a puppet for the emperor. Yeah, I, I could definitely get behind that idea. It seems reasonable. Um, if the, so, if he's not a Sith, if they don't show him in the film, what if he's dead? I have also heard that rumor that he could be dead because of certain things. But regardless, as long as what they end up doing with him makes sense from a character's perspective and they're not just like completely changing his personality for some reason, as long as I can like look at what's happened and be like, yeah, I could see this. Yeah. Like the Luke I know could be at this position like 20, 30 years in the future. As long as like, okay, so you're saying like Okay, as long as, like, their roles that have already been established. Like, you don't want to see, like, Chewbacca all of a sudden be super pissed at Han turn the dark side. Darth Chewbacca? <laughs> I can get behind that. Darth Baca. No, Darth Baca. <laughs> Versus Darth Binks. <laughs> Battle of the Century. That's awesome. I would watch that. Binks like, versus... Misa gonna kill you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good night. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Another thing I'm looking forward to this film, the score from John Williams. Oh, yeah. Like, I think John Williams is like 91. Who cares? He can do it. The fact that he's back scoring these films that made him famous. Like. Talk about nostalgia. Yeah. What do you think that guy feels? Yeah, man. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm just a little, the only thing I'm really upset is like the politicalness of it. I mean, I guess that's you're going to get that when... You, assholes are going to be assholes. I guess you're going to get that when this is such a global thing. This is a global event. Many people are are going to go see it. Another thing that I'm just kind of bummed out about is how George is, like, really just butthurt. Like, that that interview he gave. Like, I'm like, man, you gave us these. Just You weren't doing I'm anything with them. I'm going to sell my property and then get pissed off when people do stuff with my property that I the, sold. And that I'm, like... Did it's you, like selling a car and getting mad that 
the new solids you put a different engine in it you know or like change, change the, the color paint. yeah exactly like, it was white you changed the interior like the fuck yeah like it was perfect well, yeah man i bought it so god um the only only concerns i have like i'm i i have faith in jj is okay so we set star wars first awakens gonna be amazing it sounds like what about these other directors, like Colin Trevorrow? I don't know who the th- one's directing. At one point, they had Josh Trank directing one of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we also saw what he did with Fant Four Stick. Um, yeah, gold. that, that would cinematic been gold. <laughs> Go see it. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. Um, no, I'm just, don't do it. I don't. No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just worried. Stop it. Stop it! Don't just, watch that movie. I'm just worried. Like, I'm curious why JJ only wants to do one. Um, but I'm a little concerned with the other directors. I don't know. I'm just very. I'm always when when you change like director, you're 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 not losing like what they're bringing to the table. You're using themes that they want to talk about and explore. You're losing tone and stuff. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if it'll be like a Joel Schumacher from Tim Burton to Joel Schumacher. I think they're going to be very protective of the scripts. Lawrence Kazin's invo- mm-hmm. involved, so I don't know. I'm just a little, I'm a little wary. I'm a little I'm, wary. When it comes to the the spinoff Star Wars movies that they have coming up, I'm not too worried about the change in directors. Like Rogue One, it's going to be different enough. I feel yeah. like to where it's not going to really matter. But like when they get around to Episode Eight, that's when I'm going to be like, all right, how is he going to continue off of what's already been established? Like, is, right? Is this gonna be is he gonna have like a different vision kind of how like george lucas kind of had a different vision after a while like is it gonna match well if you george lucas only directed four of the films he wasn't directing yeah five or six well i i always hope, hope that spielberg directed one of the movies like he was originally cool he was originally supposed to direct return of the jedi but because he left the director's guild well because george george lucas left the director's guild he couldn't buy director's guild dga rules or pga rules or whatever it is have uh, Spielberg do it because he wasn't like a member of it. So I always was hoping that Spielberg would get have gotten involved, um, but that's not the case. So he's uh he's busy with that Ready Player One movie, isn't he? Oh yeah, and it, did you see the trailer? We, another trailer we forgot. BFG. Yeah. BFG came out. Yeah, trailer for BFG. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah, I know, I that was good. Um, Tom's Tom's lost right now. Lost. I don't know what I'm doing. Um. I'll just watch these blue lines over here. <laughs> <laughs> up and down. Anything else that we need down. to discuss about Star Wars Force Awakens? Whoa, that blue line's huge. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh. observation. Because <laughs> we're obviously going to do like a pretty heavy spoiler uh, episode of Star Wars. I think that will be coming up soon enough. Yeah, after a few we've days. seen it. A few days. Um. Anything else you want to talk about Star Wars? Anything you're excited about, afraid of, looking forward to? Uh, when are you seeing it? I'm I'm seeing it a little bit later than everyone else, so I'm going to be staying off of the social medias for a while. You're going to be off internet I, highway? I have a, me and a group of friends are going to go see on Saturday, so that's what we're going to do. And I'll be willing to talk about it after Saturday. Um, I'll probably be on like Twitter and Facebook talking about how awesome it was or how disappointed. I'm still a little disappointed, but I got to see more Star Wars, so it's still okay. <laughs> I think I think everyone's gonna be pleasantly surprised at how good the movie is, just based on. I've heard a, a couple of opinions on it already. I'm not gonna talk about what they said, but I've heard a couple of 
first impressions. Yeah, so um are we gonna put a pin in this uh this episode? Episode eight of Lords of Film. Let's pop it. Pop, pop it, the, pop, pop, it, pop the pill. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um anything else? Anything we wanna talk about before we we put a pin in it? Jake around, please. <laughs> Hashtag right JK. <laughs> JK right, do it. JK right, save world. And terrorism. JK right. <laughs> um Yeah, I think that's it. Like it's gonna be pretty uh pretty dull for us until uh, Star Wars and we're not gonna really have much to talk about till uh There's uh, a lot of good movies coming out Christmas Day. There's Hateful Eight Hateful Eight and Revenant and Revenant, yeah. There's another one. There's uh, that Will Ferrell one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, another Will Ferrell hey, movie. This weekend, we have the new Chipmunks movie coming out. Who isn't going to go see that? Isn't the, really? That wasn't on Christmas Day? No, that's coming out. Same day as Star Wars. Wow, they really played Someone that. screwed the pooch Screwed the that. pooch there, yeah, they did. <laughs> and then the it's other one, the $2. Amy Poehler, Tina, Tina Fey movie. But yeah. that makes more sense. It's going to pull in the girl crowd. Like, the girls who are like, no, I don't want to see Star Wars. Movie. Definitely. But there's uh, definitely a lot of interesting movies. Could to you imagine that poor people. guy that's got to go see the freaking Amy Poehler, Tina Fey movie and Star Wars is blaring in the freaking theater next to you him. You the John Williams score? <laughs> yeah. He's just, Bum, like, oh, my he's just like, my life, my life, <laughs> my life. Babe, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a serious oh no no. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, Looks like uh, looks like uh, Will Ferrell's kind of getting screwed again out of a. Uh, I remember like his one of, another good movie of his that uh came out like a week or the same day as his newest movie. I don't remember like Daddy's Home or something. I don't know something like that. But like he had uh, in two thousand eight, he had Step Brothers come out the same day as The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So want to hear the funny thing? I saw Step Brothers. <laughs> you saw Step Brothers before The Dark Knight? I did. Damn. Girl. Girl yeah. idea. It was a girl. Yeah. And you guys aren't together anymore, are you? No, we are not. <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> see why. She sure... You... She fucked up. You just saw Dark Knight. <laughs> she fucked up. You um... remember that, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Tom's, Tom's still sour about that one, it sounds like. Plus, I, I, talk about. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Day. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um. Yeah. Anything else? I'm. I'm gonna go home and watch some Star Wars. I'm gonna. Th- I'm gonna pop an Empire. Gotta do it. Dun, 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 dun. Come on. That just gives me goosebumps. If they play that theme in Force Awakens. Pfft. Yeah, that's what I've been listening to the last couple of days. Is just Star Wars soundtrack. Pandora. No. What if this whole time, ninety-one-year-old. uh John Williams is like, well, for the past 30 years, I've really got into techno music and dubstep. That'd be awesome. And then we get like, we get like a dubstep techno version of all of our favorites. What if he had like, like in a crazy way, he had like Alzheimer's and he couldn't remember? (laughs) That's terrible. I don't know. That'd be just terrible. Now we're just getting crazy. Yeah, it's late. I've been up since 3 a.m. Hey, let's have him uh, team up with Daft Punk and make a really Oh, my album. God. That'd there we be go. Sweet. I'd be down with John Williams' Daft Punk album. <laughs> oh hashtag God. John Williams. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no more hashtags. <laughs> Ever since Stop John it. Williams stopped making Star Wars soundtracks. Stop it. Ever since. <laughs> just just rapid decline in U.S. economies. <laughs> uh, 
So for episode eight of uh, Lords of Film, I'm Justin Shanlin. You can find me on Twitter at Batman Shanlin. You can find uh, Tom over there at Batman Base Lab. Hit him up on uh, the social media highway. Uh, look for Looting it's Kyle. Turnpike. It's a turnpike. Yeah, it's a turnpike. social media turnpike. <laughs> Internet highway, social media turnpike. Okay. Um, up at uh, Looting Kyle. Fr- friend Kyle on Facebook. Or find his, uh, tell us your, uh, YouTube channel. I don't have one up right now. Your streamers. He doesn't have one up right now. But More info coming He soon. really does not have one up what right happened? now. It's gone. The federal government took it down. <laughs> I'm on the run from the law. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to hang out More in my house, bro. More info coming soon, like I said. <laughs> um, really? Can you, can you divulge, like, um, like a nugget? I said soon. I can't wait. It's like Force Awakens. I can't wait any longer. Please, it's not Dark Knight. Um, just, just don't message me on Twitter until Sunday. I won't reply. You can direct all your questions. To I'll direct no. messages to, to Looting Kyle. No, at no, Looting no. Kyle. Don't, don't message Kyle. Message Tom. Message Tom. Tom will, Tom will be Kyle's assistant. I will make something up like a Tom, you're my secretary. <laughs> All right, man. What kind of outfit do you want me to wear? What <laughs> a maid outfit. All right. But he's a secretary. He's not a maid. Hey, uh, hey hello. He sir, says, he sir, does, sir. He does I want you can to. talk to me. I will talk to my boss. I feel, I'm feeling so upset right now. Can, can you please that score? Get the fuck out, out of here. Get, get him out of here. Episode 8, Lords of Film. We're out. Out. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.